reality check, you're not as good as you think you are. That is an, that's an amazing piece of advice that gets overlooked and not everybody talks about that. Now, most people want to say, dream big, you can accomplish anything, set your mind to it, work hard, set your goals. People say things like that, but no one says, reality check, have you ever considered that you're not as good as you think you are? It's great. And, and, and I have that reality check for me and my music daily and because of the environment around me. And there's a lot of reasons. I'm going to get way into this on this podcast. And we're answering questions today with one of my best friends, Bernie Calcote. is back, one of my favorite guests. You guys love him. He does great. He's just He's so good at giving advice and listening and and his perspective on all these questions that you guys have is so good. So I keep bringing him back. If you have a question, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. And we're going to dig into these right now. So just remember, you're not as good as you think you are. And neither am I. Welcome to the podcast. Yee yee. Answering questions, Bernie Calcote from Austin, Texas. Have, um, you, have you told them yet? What? That, uh, well, I don't know if I need to tell them my secret yet. What, your secret? I think we'll have to wait because I don't want to ruin the podcast. We'll, we'll say it at the end. Okay. All, All right. right. I don't even know what you're talking about. Um, but you are, by profession, a podcast questioning answering, <laughs> question answering guru. Uh, I've been preparing for this my whole life. You have? Yeah. So as I say this every time, we have not looked at these questions. I scanned a little bit like at the beginnings and threw them in a folder that, that I call today. I do this every time. The questions come from an email, grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. So if you have anything, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. I'll take them. I kind of scan them a little bit, throw them in this folder. But other than that, me and you have not seen these. We've not researched. No. We have not taken notes. We have not read anything about we, them. We could not be less prepared for this. Yes, That's the way it is. And I say that it's like we're sitting around a campfire, and you, the emailer, are the third person in the chair, and you say, "Hey, can I run something by you guys?" And then we talk through it. Bernie and I have been doing this for twenty years. We've been talking through our own problems, our own questions about life, and. Granger, what does this mean? Yeah. Help me. Yeah. Could be anything. Could be music related. Could be whatever. Yeah. Um, so, for example, the first one. This comes from Austin. It says, hey, my name is Austin. Shout out to a really cool uh, name. I'm 18. I'm from Illinois. Shout out to Illinois. I started my own woodworking business. 
I was wondering if you had any advice on growing my business. Also, I want to do something great for the community, but I'm not sure what I could do. I feel like making something like a flag for police department or fire department or something along those lines, maybe something for the church. What do you think I should do? So uh, first question, I was wondering if you had any advice on growing my business. Can I just say, like, the age of entrepreneurship on this podcast is ridiculous. Everybody's 17, 18, working, like, three jobs, building these empires, and it's like... You heard the one from last week with Parker. That's right, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I was 100% screwing off with my friends at 17. Yeah, yeah. There was no... Not even an iota of I'm going to grow a business or learn a trade. Um, hey, kudos to you, Austin, for learning woodworking. Uh, that's something that's really close to my heart. Um, and push into that, learn the craft. It will serve you very well the rest of your life. So um, how to grow a business, how to start a business, what's the question? And I'm, I'm going to have to also say, just like I said last week, don't whatever we are about to say, don't overlook being 18. Because you only get that opportunity once. And you're going to remember this the rest of your life. So, so don't get so busy and building a future at the age of 18 that you forget to just be an 18-year-old kid. Uh, and I don't want to offend you by saying that, but we've all been there. And in a lot of ways, you're yeah. still a kid, which is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. you got a man's body. But you got a kid brain, and that's a good thing because it also gives you an excuse to do, to make mistakes, and people, you're just 18, so you can make those mistakes and learn from them. So don't get so caught up in making a business. But yeah, his question is, I was wondering if you had any advice on growing my business. So what would you go first? Besides his skill, increase his skill to make a really good. Product. Yeah, I mean. Austin, go back and listen to the podcast last week with Parker and Grizz because they had some really good things to say. Yeah, you got to hone your craft. You got to become really good. So good they can't ignore you. Plug for a Cal Newport book called So Good They Can't Ignore You. Uh, it will change the way you look at um, a craftsman mindset versus a passion mindset. Um, just really, you know, continue to refine and get really good. I think uh, Grizz has some good things to say about uh, just establishing uh, a social media yep. handle for your business. Yep. Um, just talk to people about it. Be friendly and ask them what they're up to and then tell them what you're up to. And um, But I, I think the main thing is don't uh, uh, overlook what uh, Grizz said about just be where you are now. Don't try to be you know, a 32 year old executive of this empire. Don't, don't even have that in your view. Just be present where you are trying to get better at the, the thing you're doing now. It's going to help you get better at all the other things along the way. And if this doesn't, if a, uh, a woodworking shop, mill shop, whatever it is, doesn't end up being the thing, um, it's going to be a great connecting point with somebody along the way that you just get to use as a reference, like when you know you meet somebody new. It's like, oh yeah, I when I was eighteen, I started a woodworking shop, and we, you know we did this and this and this, and that led me to here, which led me to here, which led me to here. Um, and so don't don't get so focused on that. Uh, this could be just a coordinate and not the actual destination. Yeah. On the back half of your question, you're saying I feel like I should make a flag for the police department or fire department or church. Do it. I mean. You have two options with that. 
either you do it now and take it to them or go to them and just say, Hey guys, I'm going to, I'm a woodworker. I'm starting a business and I make flags. Can I make you a flag? And they might say, yeah, that'd be great. And then you'd go and deliver it in six weeks or whatever. So if you feel like making them a flag, act on that feeling done. Yeah. Thank you, bro. Um, here's a, here's a question from Joe. His subject says kids it says, Hey Granger, do you have any advice for a first time dad and how to be a good dad? I watch you on YouTube. I love how you're close to your kids and I want to be like that with my child. By the way, congratulations to you and Amber. Thank you, Joe. I'm sitting next to a dude that's um, really, really good dad that I look up to a lot. So Bernie, you're perfect to, to help me dive into this first okay. time dad advice. First time dad. Um, so I have a 10 year old, a seven year old and a three year old. Um, trying to think back to what were we thinking <laughs> the first time around. Um, I, I think it kind of goes back to, you know, even to answer the other question, just be present. You know, when you're, when you're with them, be with them, soak it all up. It goes by really fast. Um, you're kind of learning along the way, I'm sure, how to um, forsake your own self interests and those things. And uh, when you see that girl or boy, uh, baby girl, baby boy, you're, those things start to go even more out the window and you just want to give everything to them. So. Um, the easy thing about being, well, the cool thing about being present, like Bernie's saying, is that you're helped along in that process by how slow each transition of the child is. And what I mean is, you know, the, the newborn stage where they can't do anything but cry, mm -hmm. you know, you, you have that. And it's almost like you have the perfect amount of time to master that stage of bottle feeding and learning how they why they're crying. You know, that's like a big deal. Why are they crying? Well, it's because they're hungry or they're tired or they're uncomfortable. Or their blankets curled up or, you know, whatever they're cold. Well, whatever the reason is you start to learn. And then by the time you learn it and you master it and you've been super present in that moment, they change mm -hmm. and now they're scooting or scooting everywhere. Mm -hmm. And so then you're dealing with the scooting stage <laughs> and you can become present in that. And, it, and then, it's, then they start crawling and then they're everywhere. Then you got to, baby proof the whole house and then they're eating solid foods. So then you're and on off to a new adventure. So my point is to add to what Bernie's saying about present is it's easier to be present knowing that each little stage they're in is very short. Mm -hmm. And so you be present, you soak it in and you're not going to get bored because as soon as you might be getting bored with the stage, they're changing. They're in something else. Yeah. No, that's great. Um, uh, I've been through, uh, my wife and I have been through some really difficult times with our kids, just, um, you know, rebellion and attitude and, you know, like, and we're looking at each other like, man, we are by far the worst parents on the planet. Like <laughs> what in the, how did we create this thing yeah. <laughs> that just wants to like see us perish? Um, but they, uh, I, I think what Granger said is, just spot on. And I think you may have given me this advice when I was in the middle of this season of just like, dude, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with her. I don't know what's wrong with him. Is it us? Like what? That it's just a phase. 
kids just go through these seasons, they go through these phases, and even the tough ones, if we just stay consistent and we're kind of like their lighthouse they can come back to, um, they're yeah. going to they're gonna transition and they're going to learn from it and they're going to change. I think the point is to try to keep our patience and keep consistent kind of through the storms, through the highs and lows and everything. And then the last thing I'll say to this is um, something, you know, ironically, Granger and I were talking about right before we started this podcast, something that I just read in a book called Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, which Tyler recommended to me. Right. Um, the way that we view our kids um, and, and the way that we hold them and, and the way that we look at them is, should be in a way of they may not be here tomorrow. We're, we're not promised that. Um, what we have is this moment with them. And we are just here to steward and care for them while we have them. And I guarantee you, if you start to look at this child, like they may not be here tomorrow and start looking at your, your wife or significant other or your boyfriend, girlfriend, everybody else out there in a way of like, man, dude, Grange may not be here tomorrow. So like, how does that, if I really like put myself in that mm. perspective with you, with this baby, with these kids, um, I feel like the outflow of my energy towards them is going to be one of complete gratitude to just have these moments and really cherish it with them. So don't, I mean, hitting on all that, just don't take it for granted. It's going to, the hard times are going to change. The good times are still going to be there, but um, yeah, just cherish every moment and be present with them. Dude, I was going to say something else, but then I can't say anything else after, <laughs> after that. I mean, man. How can well, I... you said it to me before the podcast. I just like took credit for it in front of everybody. Yeah, so. man. Uh, yeah. The ultimate way to be present is to truly realize that tomorrow's not guaranteed. Soak up today for what it is. It's so easy as a parent to go, oh, I can't wait till they're out of this phase. That's right. How many times yeah. have we said that? Like, can't wait till they're out of this, out of diapers. Like everyone says that. Can't wait till they're out of diapers. Have you got them all out of diapers yet? Or we're, we have babies where we timed it perfectly where they're all out of diapers at the same time. Like you hear that. And then, then you hear people saying, I can't wait till these kids are out of the house. Can't yeah. wait till they graduate and get out mm -hmm. of here. Right. And then when I've they're gone, it. right? Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's normal. It's human to say it, but then then you hear the story of twenty years down the road, and like, you got this quiet house. And you just you just wish you could have anything back. Yeah, dude. Um, last thing, Joe, I'll say that as a dad, it's important to know, especially as a first time dad, it's important to know that God made babies with a special affinity for Mama, and Mama has something special with this baby that you're never going to have you have something special as well and as far as you're the spiritual leader you're the the ultimate disciplinarian you're the leader of the household right but you need to understand that this baby's going to have a special affinity for mama that you cannot feel and sometimes it can get a little bit like well what I wish the baby liked me, mm -hmm. but that's how mamas are. That's right. You see, you see Saving Private Ryan, the soldier's laying on the beach in the sand, and he's, he's all cut up and he's dying. And what does he say? He doesn't say, Daddy. No, he says, Mama. Yeah. Like that's, a man will always have a special place and, 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 and need for Mama. Yep. So as a first-time dad, just know 
some, there's something she could give that you just can't. And uh, it's yeah. not, not just talk, I'm not just talking about boobs. I'm yeah. talking about <laughs> talking about there's something emotional. So, yeah. um, that this baby might not even look at you for the first nine months. That's normal. Yep. Good luck, man. Good luck, bro. <laughs> Best of luck to you. All right. Musical instruments. What's up, Granger? I love the all your music videos. And that's coming from someone who doesn't listen to any country music. Wow, thank you. But I do have a question for you. Do you make your instrumentals? I've made a few myself, but I made them on my phone. I don't have a variety of sounds to use, but I'm curious about what platform you use to edit and or make your instrumentals for your music. That's from Brandon. I don't know where he's from. Um, Bernie's a musician as well, so he could help me dive into this. Uh, and it, I think by instrumentals, you mean what in the industry we call tracks, right? So that's probably what he's talking about. Yeah. Because it's not talking about true instrumental that's like Circle, microphone. Circles around the moon. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a microphone playing guitar, recording yeah. that. Um, so as far as making tracks, and yes, I make them for different things that we use. I, I start with Pro Tools, which is what I'm doing right now in front of me on the computer recording this podcast. It's a it's a popular audio recording software. What do you use? Pro Tools. Pro Tools. It's more popular than most, but Logic is another really big, really popular one. Um, Ableton is a popular one that people use. So there's there's many what good would, ones. What would be like a entry level for Brandon if he's like GarageBand? GarageBand. There you go. But you have to have a an Apple laptop, Mac. Yep. Mac. So I don't know. Or an iPhone, right? Is Actually, that what did he, he did he say that? I use my phone. phone. He so maybe phone. Yeah. So, man, I hate to even bring this up, man, but Apple is just kind of the leading company when it comes to making music. And be, if it's the iPad or the iPhone or the MacBook, they all talk very well together, and they're integrated well to make not only music but also video. So it's it's the go-to instrument for the creative so if you're making tracks, and then this, is, this is not including microphones and the in, actual instruments, if you're making tracks and you want to get serious about it, you got to get, get into Apple products. Um, and this is not a, a serious endorsement for Apple besides the fact that that's just the truth. You could talk to anybody yeah. that's editing, any musician, any videographer, any uh, audio engineer. It's always Apple products. Yep. Um, that could change in 10 years, but that's been the standard for the last 20. GarageBand, if you're into Apple, GarageBand is a great way to get in and start building tracks from scratch. Super easy drag and drop type things. Um, there's also a program called Splice that's really good that has different samples, instrument sounds, drum beats, things like that. Um, then and we can get into it more, but if you're talking about entry-level stuff that's going to sound pro, I would start there, Splice, GarageBand, with a start your understanding of Pro Tools as soon as possible. Yeah. Yep. Here you go. All right. We have a question from Eric. It says, hey, do we have time? Yeah, we do. 
My name is Erica. I live in central Arkansas. I've followed you for a long time. Love your podcast and music. I'm 21 years old, currently in the United States Air Force, stationed at Little Rock Air Force Base. This past week, I found out that one of my fellow airmen friends committed suicide, and I found out through an interview about it. He used to be one of my best friends, and we told each other everything up until he disappeared via messaging and FaceTime. We had a hard life, or excuse me, he had a hard life, and I was always there for him. Um, I'm feeling horrible about this event, and I wished I could have done something or said something. I'm feeling guilty. What would you do if you were in my shoes? I'm having a hard time fathoming this outcome. Thank you. It's important to say that this email came November 26, 2020, out of the archives of what I'm, mm-hmm. what I'm reading. Um, Erica, I'm sorry, and thank you for your service in the Air Force. It is, is so terrible that that statistic is unproportionately high in military, former and active duty. Yeah. Um, the number is still, I mean, what is it still like 21 a day or or something insane like that? Wow. We did a documentary a few years ago called they were there, a hero's documentary. Yeah. And we explored five deaths of five different lives. And I was walking in the desert and each day I would, talk about a new soldier Mm -hmm. and tell their life story. It wasn't so much about how they died, but more how they lived Mm -hmm. the pillars of the community that they were the great husbands or wives or, or sons or whatever, who they were. And one of the five was a suicide, Mm -hmm. which we learned um, the appropriate way to say it is death by suicide instead of committed. And Erica, it's nothing on you at all, but I've heard that, you know, committing suicide in a lot of ways is, is leading to the, the idea that they did it on purpose, Mm -hmm. um, completely willingly Mm -hmm. as opposed to death by suicide, which is a much deeper, darker scenario. I think that term also kind of helps protect the families Mm -hmm. and their, and their guilt and people like you, Erica, that if you, if your friend was killed it's a lot easier for you to handle that guilt as instead of you thinking that they killed themselves. All that being said, when I studied Dylan, who was the, the guy that I was studying for my, my suicide documentary, there was a big change in his life. When a certain event happened overseas, mm-hmm. he was one guy and this event happened. He, he became another guy. And I learned then through Dylan that not all injuries are, are physical. Mm. You can get severe mental injuries from war, not, not just war, but you know, a lot of things, but war is well-documented. So sometimes it comes across as selfish or maybe they were a little weak minded Mm-hmm. Or I, you know, I could have handled that, but regardless of their stability or their family upbringing or their religion or any of these factors, really, an injury to the brain is is fatal in a lot of ways. Um, 
and it's so misunderstood because we can't see it. Mm-hmm. You can't see it on a brain scan. You know, right. you can't do a CAT scan and go, look, oh, there's the damage that will eventually lead to suicide. All that being said, Erica, um, there's absolutely no guilt you should be carrying. I understand why you do. But you're asking what would you do if you're in my shoes? I would, um, I've moved forward for sure. You don't move on. There's a difference between moving on and moving forward. But I would move forward in the sense that, and you didn't name this person, but I would move forward in the sense of suicide awareness or building a foundation in their name, um, starting a, a helpline of some sort in their name so that you create, you're creating a legacy for them that then moves forward with the idea, if you could just help one other person, Erica, what if you could help one person out there that without your help and the inspiration from your friend and the work that you do, what if you could help them in saving a life? Then that's something. Mm-hmm. It's not going to fix it for you. It's not going to make you miss them less or make their lives less impacted by this death. But it's something. It's meaning and it's purpose. Right. Yeah. I think if you try to fill that hurt and that pain and remove that guilt by doing things, then you're just going to do things the rest of your life and it's not going to be enough. Yeah. Um, those, the things that you do out of that, um, need to come after, I mean, my advice would be talk to somebody. Um, it's another thing that I don't think very many people do. Maybe we don't have enough resources or it's just kind of taboo to like, talk with people, real life people yeah. about this trauma that you've experienced um, by losing a close friend in this way um, and just let a professional or a family member or somebody really close start to process this with you and just mm-hmm. listen to you. And then I, I believe that there's a lot of healing in that for you. And out of that healing then you can find inspiration and motivation to then do what Grizz is talking about. Help help others be aware that, hey, this is a real problem that that we can help avoid if we give support, if we give, you know, if we have this, if we have awareness. So that would be, uh, yeah, I'm really sorry that you have to go through this. Yeah. Um, it's never easy. Uh, and for anybody out there listening, I n- know that there's many others that have. Um, there's many others that, are dealing with mental health issues yeah. more than I can remember in history mm. right now. Like, and then you throw a low level of trauma from a pandemic on top of that. Um, and yeah, folks, we just need to talk. Grizz always talks about us. Um, right now we're sitting around a campfire Right, and you're yeah. the third person, and, and we're talking about this, which is awesome. This is like how it how it should be for for this setup. But just like Zoom is a failing um, replacement for personal face to face interaction, this is not the end. This is not what it's uh, a fireside is meant to be. Like, please pursue deep conversations and questions with real life friends that are going to not just give you an answer like we do based on our experience, but they're going to like walk through 
the hard stuff with you because that's what every that's what we need. That's why we got each other, right? Yeah. Yep. That's what we all need is somebody to walk through the good and the bad with us. And it sounds like you got some really tough stuff you need somebody to walk through with you. So man, echo that one hundred percent. I can, the, the fact that you found out through an interview is um, is probably part of what's haunting you. Yeah. The Bible has a lot of answers for you. And yep. it, almost every page is going to talk about suffering and restoration and, and redemption and uh, promises and hope and pain. And um, that is, that's where I go for my foundation. If I'm dealing with something, that's where I go. And so I didn't want to finish that question without saying um, where both and I, Bernie and I's foundation come from. Yep. But uh, good luck to you, Erica. I'm going to take a quick break. podcast today is brought to you by ship station you guys have heard me talk about them before if you sell stuff online you're in a good business and that's what yee apparel found themselves in a pretty good business because e-commerce really took off during this crazy time more people are shipping now than they ever have been and that means a lot more orders are coming in and a lot of orders you'll need to ship out fast that's why online sellers like you need ship station no matter what you sell or how much you sell, ShipStation makes it super easy to manage and ship all your orders from all your sales channels faster, cheaper, and more efficiently. Import orders from any sales channel, ship with any carrier, access discounted shipping rates, automate just about any kind of shipping stat, uh, task, and you're going to spend a lot less time and money and more time growing your business. So no matter what you're selling, whether it's Amazon or Etsy, off your own website like yee.com, ShipStation funnels all your orders into one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone, which is easy for not tech-savvy guys like me. You'll even get access to amazing discounts using with major carriers like UPS, FedEx, USPS. You could easily compare those characters, those carriers, excuse me, and then choose... As you're looking at the list, which one's better for you at the time? So with ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without the contracts or big commitments. It's no wonder why ShipStation has more five-star reviews than any other shipping software. Ship more in less time. Use my offer code Granger to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months free, no hassle, stress-free shipping. ShipStation.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in Granger. That's ShipStation. Enter the offer code Granger. Make ship happen. Podcast is also brought to you today by Raycon. I love talking about Raycon anytime I get. I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm always looking at my screen now more than ever. And I'm trying not to. I try to limit my time. Uh, but when I am trying to catch up on news or podcast or new music in any way, I go to my friends at Raycon and put on their wireless Raycon earbuds. It makes everything sound better. It's, it doesn't matter what you're listening to. Tons of audiobooks I go through, tons of podcasts, tons of YouTube videos that I close off the screen and put it in my pocket. I use earbuds all the time. This has no dangling wires or stems that get in your way. Uh, Raycon comes in stylish colors, but you always have a comfortable in-ear fit with a very discreet look. So Raycons are built to perform anywhere, anytime with water, sweat-resistant construction, Bluetooth that airs that pairs quickly and seamlessly. Sometimes I'm in the gym sweating or I have bad service. 
it Raycon will connect every time and I could be locked on. So it has enough battery life for six hours of playtime, which is perfect for my airplane flights, and you could unplug for a long time. The best part is Raycon makes great sounding, accessible earbuds for everyone with wireless earbuds starting at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycon is offering 15% off all their products for all of my listeners. And here's what you're going to get if you do that. Sorry. And here's what you're going to do. Here's what you got to do to get that. Sometimes I just, English is like a second language for me. Go to buyraycon.com slash Granger. That's it. You'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order. So feel free to get, grab a pair and a spare in case you need it. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash Granger. Buyraycon.com slash Granger. And speaking of me uh, being stupid, I this rest of this podcast, I realized that... Um, my computer is about to shut off. So what happens is you're going to see the audio. The audio is going to look, I mean, you're going to see, see, I can't talk today, guys. You're going to see the video. It's going to look great. It's going to look normal. Bernie's going to look fantastic, but you're going to get, you're going to change the audio quality because my computer's about to shut down. So we're going to use just the audio from the camera, which has never happened on my, this podcast. And I'm sorry, but if you hear a little bit of a change, that's just because I'm stupid and I'm, it, It'll get better next podcast. So keep on listening. The content is great. Here we go. Whenever you're on the podcast for a little bit, like two in a row, then whatever the next one is, people always comment, where's Bernie? (laughs) Really? Yes. Wow. I always see that. Thanks, guys. That means a lot. I've said it before, but I feel like this is an extreme privilege for me to get to sit uh, with my friend and listen to y'all's questions and the fact that you care what I have to say, even the slightest bit means a lot. So hopefully it's helpful. Um, if it's not, then comment below. I don't read them, but you can go ahead and tell Chris. <laughs> yeah, you're, better not, you're better off not reading. <laughs> this question comes from Willie King. It says, hey, my, my name is William from Nebraska. I love your music. I always wanted to be a country singer. And I want to know where I start and if you have any advice for me. You got a good name, Willie King. Willie King. Dude, that is a country name. That's a country name, name right, right there. Man. Dude, yeah. Willie, Willie King. Willie King. Okay. Um, does Willie say how old he is? No, it He's does. probably I, I, 17. Probably young. Yeah. yeah, you're probably teenager, Willie, I'm guessing. Um, shout so, out to Nebraska. So what would you do at 17? To start, yeah, I was her. singing. I was playing high school football, and I was singing on the weekends at these Opry's. Yep. And it was like two songs. I'd sing two songs with the house band. I was so nervous too. I don't think I've ever been more nervous in anything I've done in my career than I was at seventeen singing at these Opry's. Yeah, dude. I mean, you you're standing backstage, house band. Usually a packed house, not yeah. that many people, but you know, yeah. like 120 people in there packed. And were they old? Yeah, they're yeah. old. Yeah, folks that are the opera that I yeah. sang at, man, it was yeah. old. And so you know, you've done yeah. it. Oh, so, yeah. So there's like this little <laughs> list backstage, or some some kind of list. Yeah. And it has it has Mary, and she's singing these two songs. And Fred, and he's singing these two songs, and you're like number eight. Yeah. And you can't judge what time that is. Yeah, yeah. 
So you're like, do I have 10 minutes or do I have about 40? Yeah. Like, what do I do? Like, I probably should warm up my voice, but I don't want to because that's really embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do? Well, 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 Like, that's embarrassing. Yeah. No one knows who you are. Yeah. You're like, Mom, get out of here. You know, like, I'm cool. <laughs> so kind of just shuffle out to the alleyway because there are always these old buildings like in a downtown city. Shuffle out in the alleyway. It's kind of cold. You go back in. There's some dude warming up his voice, strumming his guitar out of tune. It is... And you're like, look on the list for the 20th time. And you're like, one, two, three, four. I'm four and a half songs away. Okay, that's got to be, what, 12 minutes? Yeah. Two. Anyway, nervous. So uh, that's, pro- that's probably um, a really good starting point. I don't think they have these kind of Opry's in Nebraska. But, man, what they do have that I didn't have is they have social media. Right. They have TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> so, man, Willie, if I were you, I would learn an instrument. I always say that. Learn an instrument. Learn guitar. And and set up your phone and sing your heart out with your guitar and put it on TikTok or Instagram. That is a way for people to see you and start building a following. If you could build following of some kind of following on that and start getting different views then that's something. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll second that by saying uh, practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Uh, just get really good at your craft. And I'm going to probably say that for a lot of these questions. Like whatever it is that you're doing, yours is music. Um, I wish that somebody would have told me whenever I was younger, hey, you're really not that good. I had this like mm. from being the third kid and my mom just telling me I was Good great point. my whole life. I was like, Dude, I'm awesome. Good point. But I wasn't that great. And I wish somebody would have said, hey, you need to go practice. You need to do this. You need to, like, you know, do this with your guitar. You need to, like, practice this with your voice. And I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, so I'm going to tell you, you're not as good as you think you are, Willie King. Um, Ooh, that's really good advice, actually. And no matter how good you are, you're not as good as you probably think you are. So go back to the lab and just practice more mm-hmm. and get really, really good. And then you're going to go you know, a lot of different places. Come down to Texas, play an Opry, following Granger's footsteps. To, to speak to that, I'll say that I was, I was very blessed in a way during my music musical rise because during those days, first of all, I was in Dallas and there's a lot of singers. And every time I sang one of these Opry's, every single time, every time, I was never the best yeah. of, of all the singers. To this day, I'm never the best on a festival stage performance singer singer wise. I sometimes I could have more energy, you know. I could be crazier yeah. with throw nibbles or whatever. Yeah. But I'm never the best technical singer on the stage, and never have been. So I didn't have to. I didn't grow up in such a small town like a lot of other friend singers of mine that they were like the big fish in the pond. For mm-hmm. 10 years, like they were right. the big thing. Right. And then when, as soon as they left there and went to Nashville, they got oh. a huge confidence hit. And yeah. that hurt them. Yeah. I never sure. had that. Right. Because I was always like the fifth or sixth best right. on every stage right. I was on. Right. So I was always clawing and it fighting. It makes you hungry. Yeah, I was makes you, fighting yeah. to just be heard, yeah. to be a little bit better. I mean, in, in our... In the group and from high school, there was like four of us that sang. 
Mm-hmm. That was like the third best. Yeah. It's the same with comedy. Like with Earl Dibbles, people always say, dude, you're so funny, man. Those videos are so funny. And I always say, man, I'm like the fourth funniest guy on my tour bus. Right. <laughs> like if you count Dusty and Chris. Yeah. And like some of these personalities are so funny. Yeah. And I, once again, that just helps me. Yeah. Just claw and try yeah. to. So there you go, Willie. That's yeah. a great thing. I ha- If you hadn't have said that, Bernie, I probably wouldn't have thought of it. But yeah. You're not as good as you think you are, Willie. Yeah. So one follow-up question for Granger Smith about this. Um, so we grew up when like 90s country was like, two. that was it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. So these younger kids that are, that some of them that may be listening to this that are, you know, 16, 17, um, and they look at you like, what 90s country singer would you be now? Like, would you see yourself as you're like the, you know, the Diamond Rio or the Travis <laughs> Tritt of like nowadays country? Who I are, think who about that a lot. And it's hard to do that because then you see the end of their career. So when you're not <laughs> seeing the end, Because right? like I say, Mark Chestnut, who's a much better singer than me, but then I see like the end of his career was just like catastrophic <laughs> alcoholism and <laughs> rehab. And he's better now. So... Hopefully, and I can't think of an example off the top of my head, but hopefully it's somebody that transitioned from music into some kind of like yeah. positive public speaking yeah. founded in Christianity. You yeah. know, like if yeah. I can find that guy, that's yeah. who I would want to be. Okay. Um, and, and thinking about this too, like this should probably be the title of this podcast. Like, newsflash, you're not as good as you think you are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, re- reality check, reality you're check. not as good as you think you are. That's yeah. probably going to be the, the title yeah. of this podcast. Dude, yeah. Really? You're not as good as you think you are. We got time? Yeah, we got time. Bernie, we're rocking. Um, okay. We can go fast when you don't throw these questions at me, like, <laughs> define God's sovereignty. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay. 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 Do you want to go, um, you want to go to, you're going to call this, you're okay. going to go to recent military separation, dad at 40. Boyfriend wanting to be in the music industry. That sounds bad. Work versus friends. Where do we go next? What was the first one again? Recent military separation. Yeah, let's hear that one. Okay. That's intriguing. Hey, Granger. I'm Kyle from Southern California. I had the privilege to meet you when you played shows in Alaska. I was stationed at J-Bear and got to meet you and Cody Allen. Ever since I started following you and your story... Um, I love it, and I love Yee Yee. My question is, I recently separated from the Air Force, and me and my wife moved back home, and we're staying with her parents till this crazy market goes down. I got my career started as an electrical apprentice, and my wife got her career started as um, a veterinary in the veterinary medical field. We don't want to shoot, our, shoot ourselves in the feet, but we want to get out of her parents' house badly to save the relationship with them, but also with each other. We had our own place for the last four years and now sharing, especially with the in-laws, is not working. Any advice would be awesome. And he has a picture attached. Yep. Yeah, that's the dude right there. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay, let's dive right into this. First of all, thank you for your service and Absolutely. good to hear from you again, Kyle. Um, it's time to get out of the house. Let's just dive right into it. It's time to get out. Um, 
The reason I say that is because you say not only to save the relationship with them, but also with each other. If that's at yep. stake at all, then nothing else matters. Mm-hmm. The, the, the income doesn't matter because you can get, you can find something cheap. You just get something cheap. Um, doesn't sound like there's kids involved, which is great right now because you could, you're free to not look at school districts and just jump into an apartment lease. Um, says you got your career started as an electrical apprentice. What? So careers are in place pretty much. Yeah. It's time to get out. I know that the market is, is scary. It's at the end of it. In fact, you sent this email at the end of last year. So dude, it is time. It is time. If you're hearing this podcast and um, you're still in, it's time. The reason I say it's time is because you included this sentence to save the relationship with your wife. Yeah. Email Granger back and let him know by the time that you heard this, if you were already out. And yeah. we'd love to hear like the follow up, like why you decided to leave and like how it all went. Because um, we'll see if like what we're saying align aligns with like yeah. what, what he actually intuitively yeah, kind it. of decided to do. Yeah. It's like, oh no, what you guys said was actually terrible. I did this and it worked out. So then we would know. That's but, a great point. Um, or like, hey, yeah, because I agree with Granger. You, you have to uh, preserve your relationship. That's going to be our whole marriage is right. We're going to make decisions to like fight for our marriage. Yeah. It sounds like you can use some space from the parents. So you don't have to just move like around the corner to an apartment, like come to Texas. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of opportunity here right now. And a lot of people are moving from Southern California to Texas. Yeah. Um, but I think he's right. I think you gotta, you gotta get out and, Marriage is about these adventures together and like building a story together. So don't be afraid. As long as you guys are communicating and um, you have a good foundation for your marriage, you can go without a lot more stuff than you think you can. And uh, and part of the fun is just figuring it out together. Yeah. Like, man, this challenge is coming. Like, how do we figure that out together? Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, just do it together. Uh, yeah. No kids involved yet. Yep. Great. Yep. So, Bernie, mm-hmm. it, wouldn't it be awesome if this was live and we could actively have people vote on what they want to hear next? Yeah. Because what we have right now, work first friends, boyfriend wanting to be in the music industry, or dad at 40. Yeah. We could have them vote right now. Yeah. Where do you want to go? Um, let's, so go dad, let's go dad at 40. So much pressure. Yeah. Yeah, I can relate to this one. So it says, dear Greg, <laughs> hopefully you see this. Last year was rough. To say the least, and my wife and I had two miscarriages. We decided to stop trying and decided that that was God's plan. Well, I guess he has another plan as we just found out she's pregnant again. So here's my question. One, would you be willing to throw some prayers our way? And two, I'm pushing 40 in February and I'm scared to death. I wonder constantly, am I going to be too old to throw the ball around and such? And Do you have any advice to new dads that feel like he's getting way too old? And that would be so appreciated. Thanks, Chad and Boise. So, P.S., I became a fan when I first saw you open for Garth Brooks in Boise. You killed it, brother. I still can't believe you got to open for Garth, dude. That's not even fair. Just... Garth was a really cool dude, too. We've played, we've opened for him twice now, and, and both times he brought the whole band backstage, dedicated a certain amount of time just to talk nice. with us, and... Most opening acts, or most yeah. headliners, have not done that. Yeah, 
That's awesome. Yeah. Do you think you can get him on the podcast or what? Yeah, that's <laughs> he's not doing much. He'd be pretty good at going through these oh, questions, dude, right? He would, yeah. He we would, would be just amazing. have to like every once in a while we'd have to be like Garth, ser- be serious. Yeah, Don't. yeah, yeah. You're, you're not Garth. Going, if you're, you're not if you're watching this and you want to come, just uh, I think we can make room. Yeah. But okay, Dad at forty four. Uh, forty. What's his name? It is Chad. 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 First of all, I could, I could. This is a great question for me because I am forty one, and we're pregnant due in August. So, not only can I answer it that way, but I can also answer it in the fact that my dad was forty one when he had Parker, my youngest brother. So I have two instances, one that I'm currently living and one that I saw play out. Um, And I could tell you firsthand to ease your mind that there is nothing scary or wrong with you being a dad at 40. The throwing the ball theory. So you'll be throwing the ball in six or seven years, which will put you at 47. That's young. Yeah. And then when they're in high school, graduating high school, you'll be 58. You'll be the older guy, you know, but I'm cool. I'm cool. And I'm accepting that that's going to be fine. Um, the only issue with all this is like my dad died at 61. So the only issue is if, if you take care of yourself, you'll be able to see these grandkids. If not, then that just wasn't God's plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but I assure you that you could ask Parker, he didn't get, he didn't get cheated in his young growing up life because he had a dad that was 40 instead of 20. So, um, dude, I mean, yeah. I think, um, you're, you've got a three-year-old and you're yep, 40, 40, 40. So it's not too different from, yeah, you. not too different. Um, and yeah, they wear me out for sure. <laughs> but uh, here's the thing. We we are now in this age of media, hmm. which is is a double-edged sword, right? Yeah, I love um, going here. But I, I think that what you have to understand is the dad throwing the ball with the kid is an image hmm. that media has projected to us to be commonplace. And this is normal. That's not how God works. There's no, and this is social media. This is TV. This like is movies. Progressive auto insurance. This commercial. Is, yeah, this is yeah. this is everything that makes us think that like, oh, well, I gotta I gotta fit into this. I gotta look like this. I have to do this with my son, or I'm gonna be the old guy, and there's not gonna be any value mm-hmm. to that. There is extreme value to being a dad, no matter the age, and being a consistent force of positive pushing them towards Jesus towards helping others serving others showing your son or daughter like how to how you love your wife regardless of your age that's the legacy that you will give to them and that you'll leave and so take the things that you kind of have in your mind of like oh this is what it's supposed to be no what it's going to be is what it's supposed to be. There's, there is no other normal for your life. 
And so just let it go and accept like, hey, this is, this is my normal and it's awesome. And you can look at it that way or we can always try to look at like, you know, I could look at Granger's life and be like, oh man, well, I'm not doing this and that's normal. It's like, no, that's his. This is mine. And they're both great in a lot of different ways. And so I say just... What's going to be is what's supposed to be. That's right. Take, take ownership of it and um, enjoy it the most that you can. Your kid is going to see that from you, that you learned how to live fully in what was given to you with gratitude and thankfulness, not with regret that, well... I'm sorry, son, I can't go through the ball with you because my knee hurts. Um, and, you know, that's going to happen. That happens to all of us. And so just, it, yeah, accept it and just give it everything that you got. And I think you'll be great. That's why I bring you on the podcast. Because I learned just as much as anyone else would. If, you know, I wonder if anyone takes notes. I was thinking, do you think anyone takes notes on this podcast? Sometimes I watch YouTube videos and take notes. Oh, for sure. I wonder if anyone does that. Yeah. Because if, if anyone's taking notes, I want them to just underline what's going to be is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So good. And the other... The other Somebody put that in like an Instagram thing. <laughs> yeah. Is that how you do it? Put yeah. it in a thing and then share it and repost yeah. it and all that. What's crazy is Quote that... Ranger on it. Yep. Like the whole funny thing about this question, which is normal, Chad, I think the same thing. But what's crazy about it is like maybe he's not even going to be a ball player. Yeah. But you're planning on it. Like maybe maybe he's gonna be a ping pong champion. Yeah. You know? I wanna throw a ball with Jet, but it's just not happening. I think he is right handed, but he thinks he's left handed, so it just doesn't yeah. so you never know what you're gonna get, man. Yeah. Just embrace like maybe they're gonna be chess player, like a fantastic chess player or uh, Yeah. You know. Anyway. Yeah. Let's go another one. Thanks for asking, Chad. We got two left for this one. We don't okay. necessarily have to get to both, but we'll get to one of them. Work versus friends, or boyfriend wanting to be in the music industry. There's somebody out there screaming for one of them right now. I know. Please. Yeah. <laughs> I'm giving it right. Gotta read to the writing. audience meter. Oh. Yeah, um, I think you go. Let's start with the uh, work versus friends. Okay. Uh, I feel like that's uh, a, a very broad. Okay. Uh, it's just bringing up an interesting component to this podcast because it's now making the subject line important all of a sudden. Right. So when you email yeah. GrangerSmithPodcast at gmail.com now yeah. you're going to be thinking about the subject line that we're going to be, me and Bernie are going to be debating yeah. which one they're going to pick. Got to be clever. Uh, this one says, hey Granger, my name is Matt. I'm 18 years old from Minnesota. Shout out to Minnesota. I'm a senior in high school. I've been a big fan of yours since I was in the sixth grade. I work for my dad. When he needs help, I also work on the family farm and I work in HVAC. I need money to keep my crappy truck running, and I also want to hang out with friends, but it's hard. I work seven days a week, plus school on top of that, and usually on weekends, I start at 7 a.m. Here again, right? I start at 7 a.m. I go until 8 to 9 p.m. on the weekdays. I'll work from, from 2 to 8 or 2 to 9 because I get out of school at 1.40. How do I balance work with friends? It's winter right now, uh, and I'll be working at a ski resort and, and plowing snow for the same company I've been with since seventh grade. The only time I get to see friends is when I run into them at the gas station, or if I get a day off when I'll go hunting or fishing. It's really hard to balance work and social life, because it feels like all I do is work. 
but every cent that I make goes into my truck to keep it running because it seems like every day there's something else that's wrong with it. As winter rolls around, I'm going to go into ice fishing um, because I have a brand new man. I have a brand new one. Man, I, sorry, <laughs> I'm trying to keep up with Minnesota here. I have a brand new one-man ice shack that I used only two times last winter. Do you have any advice on how to help me? Um, once again, this, sometimes when I, get, when I grab these emails, I'm grabbing the oldest one to keep them fresh. So this one came from Octo- in October. That's why he's talking about wintertime. Yeah. And it also proves that he hasn't heard any of the recent ones about these kids working hard. Right. He's just... Right, yeah. He wrote it on his own. <clears throat> well, let me just first say, Yee Yee Nation is like restoring my faith in the next generation. Because every kid I see is just on their phone, and they don't want to work. But these kids are like sun up, yeah. sun down. Yeah. I get work done yeah. in like three hours yeah. so that I can like get my schoolwork done so I can go make some money. and um, That's pretty impressive. Uh, what's, yeah. what's his name? His name's Matt. Matt. Um, and, uh, south to Minnesota. There's hard workers in Minnesota. Yeah. I'm going to send my kids up there with you for a little while. They could use some uh, education and work ethic. Um, so let's dive into it. And the first thing that comes to mind is this truck. Yeah. And, I'll, and your sentence says... Got to keep that truck on it. Yes. Because every cent that I make goes into my truck to keep it running. Because it seems like every day there's something else wrong with it. So, may need a new truck, right? May need a new truck. Yeah. Uh, I'll just say again what Grizz said earlier. Don't, he's 18, right? Yeah. Don't escape being 18. You're working yeah. way too much for an 18-year-old. Um, I understand that you want to have a truck and you want to, you know, work and go to school and all that. But don't, don't miss out. You're going to have the rest of your life to work and to be worried about trucks and you know, houses and all that stuff. So don't forget to be 18 and be a little bit carefree. And hopefully you have some parents that can kind of help you pick up the slack a little bit. Um, But work-life balance is a big deal, whether you're 18 or Mm -hmm. 40 or whatever. Like, that's a, you know, a topic I think that everybody can somewhat relate to. Here's something that that you might not have thought about, Matt, is... You're, you have like three or four scattered jobs on here. What if you tried to work on, like instead of going to the ski resort to to shovel snow or instead of HVAC or instead of your dad or instead of the family farm, those are four different things you said you do. What if you try to start consolidating some of those jobs and joining forces with some of your good buddies? Like what if you just picked one of those and just, like went to your buddies and say, Hey guys, you want to get an HVAC with me? We'll just crush it. We'll crush this company. And every day we'll meet at 8am and we'll get breakfast and then we'll go and we'll start. And so you're kind of, you're making money with your friends. You still have this social life and you're working hopefully less hours and you're with your friends. Cause it sounds like yeah. your schedule is so crazy that you're, you don't have time to kind of soak in one location and one group of people because you're piecing out to this group and heading to another group. And So side note to everybody, it's funny on this podcast I was talking about Pro Tools and computers and <laughs> you might have wondered how this section has sounded a little bit different <laughs> because I was so smart 
that I didn't plug my power cord into my computer. So that whole first half of the podcast, it just slowly ran out of battery and then it died. So I don't, I didn't record audio on this, this entire second half of the podcast. So I'm going to use the camera audio. So sorry, it sounds funky. So as good as Apple products are, you still have to plug, <laughs> plug them in. Yeah. <laughs> that's not, that's They're what, not that good yet. Bernie is so interesting to me that um, he's just, I get caught up talking to him and I forget to plug the computer. And so yeah. that's never happened. But let's go back to uh, to our friend Matt here. Yeah. And Paul will have to splice this together yep. somehow. Um, so yeah, so what I was saying is let's split up. Maybe you should con- consolidate your jobs yep. and work with your friends. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. I, th- I thought whenever I heard the question, I thought about coming to Yee Farm, and I feel like it's just a bunch of friends and family hanging out. Mm-hmm. And uh, but they're also working, and they, I like step into these like conversations about these creative things that they're trying to do. So they're kind of doing what he's talking about: find some buddies, find some family, and yeah. you know the people you love spending time with, and just get together with them. And say, hey guys, what what can we do? Uh, of, of these opportunities that we have and we get to hang out together, we get to make some money and then um, maybe you can get a new truck too. Yeah, that's so that's the thing too is that, you know, your title is work versus friends and life is a sacrifice and what you're describing is a sacrifice. You have to sacrifice for any kind of achievement or fulfillment. Everything is a sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So one thing you can consider is sacrificing your truck. And that's like taking the heart out of a country boy in a lot of ways. But you could go and get you a Ford Explorer that's $2,200. Prius. Yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah. You, and we've been thinking about getting a Prius for... Um, for Earl Dibbles to like restore to like a country boy Prius. Nice. But I'm looking in the $2,000 range. So you could sell this truck for, if it's a really crappy, like you said, let's say the best you could do is get $800 for it. So then you're, you need to get to like that two grand mark to get you like a good running Ford Explorer. I'm saying that. Sure. Right. Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. To $2,200. That's reliable. It's not going to break down. Old Bronco 2. Those are awesome. You used to drive a Bronco 2. That's yeah. right, man. So, so you might have to sacrifice your truck. So it's, that's something to consider. You gotta, you've got you mentioned it several times in your email. It's a crappy truck, and it's costing you a lot of money. If you, dude, you, you blow a transmission, you need a new water pump, these are things that start getting close to $1,000 that's halfway to a decent car itself just in one repair yeah so yeah i would also say um not just to matt but to everybody out there who's trying to balance and kind of work with their you know or figure out their work and friend situation is a lot of times there's some really good potential friends that you work with Mm. but you're so ready to clock out and go hang out with your friends that you're really missing an opportunity. So I think the people that you work with, you spend more time with than really anybody. So go into it with the perspective of like, man, I'm going to really try to, you know, talk to, you know, Jesse today and like find a connection point. Maybe he likes to ice fish too. 
and you, you hopefully you work somewhere for a cause or a mission or something that you care about, so you both care about it, and that you can start to form like a friendship with the people that you work with. And if you try that over a, an amount of time that it's like, man, no, I'm not like-minded with anybody here. I don't have any connection. Find another place to work. Because mm. um, you're probably just going to punch a clock and get out. And I understand like jobs can't be you know always that easy to find. And I'm not advocating just you know go quit your job. But um, there's something to be said for like enjoying what you do. And enjoying the people that are involved in what you do. And I, I definitely get that totally agree. You know, whenever I come here with you guys. So, Matt, best of luck to you, brother. Life is a sacrifice. Enjoy being 18. That's all we have for this podcast. Thanks for enduring the weird audio. And we're going to get to this boyfriend wants to be in the music business yep. uh, another time. Yep. But if you have anything else, email me. We'll see we'll you be guys. back. Yeah. Thanks for joining me on the Granger Smith Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You could help me out by rating this podcast on iTunes. If you're on YouTube, subscribe to this channel. Hit that little like button and notifications bell so that you never miss any time I upload a video. If you have a question for me that you would like me to answer, email grangersmithpodcast at gmail.com. Yee-yee. <laughs>